This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. It's that time of the year. You look outside, you feel fall. The leaves are starting to change, and some of them are on the ground, but most of them are still up. And I think this is going to be a colorful fall for us. But this also brings some things you need to be doing in your lawn and your garden right now. Uh, and, And we're going to be talking about that today. Anthony Tuggle is with us. From the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Hey, Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Bar. Good to be here. It's yeah, it's so like long. old times. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you here. It's good to be here, Bar. Now, have you all gone back? Uh, are you still operating uh, on COVID-19 <laughs> standards? <laughs> we are in a hybrid status. <laughs> like <everybody. laughs> We're in the office. Uh, we're limited access. Uh, we're uh, taking calls. We're making appointments. We're making site visits. So we're up and running, but, you know, as far as just walking into the office, you need to kind of uh, keep the doors locked, make an appointment to come in. and so. But we're, we're, we're up and running doing the educational program. We are back doing face-to-face educational program as well as uh, our online program. So. We were over the other day at the farmer's market and looking around outside and everything. Great going. I mean, it's just fantastic over there. And uh, so many things to see, the gardens and the plots of grass and see how those are. Speaking of grass, this is the time of the year. We're probably getting close to the end of the time of the year <laughs> to, uh, to do some things. But if, if you hurry, you can still get some reseeding and uh some of that done what 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 do people need to be doing right now Barry, that was i mean a couple of things you mentioned were one is our uh demonstration areas you mentioned they look good and i want to attribute a lot of that to our master gardeners they have been working uh throughout this time to make sure our beds look grateful when people come by and, and uh, or either call us about them and uh if people want to become a master gardener Bart. Uh, I would instruct to make sure I throw this plug in there. The Master Gardener applications are open online on our website, so they are taking an application to become a Master Gardener, uh, and they do help with all our educational programs, like, as you mentioned earlier, the demonstration. Before some things people should be doing, the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know what it is about fall, is composting. We have, like you mentioned earlier, all the leaves and things are turning. They are falling. <laughs> they are covering the ground, and they are blowing everywhere. So it's a good opportunity to... Uh, Bag those up and put them in a comp. I shouldn't say bag them up. Gather them up <laughs> and put them in a compost bin, versus uh, sending them to the uh, uh, landfill. And yeah, we are on the tail end of that. If you got some small spots you really hadn't got a chance to oversee, I probably wouldn't be afraid to go ahead and oversee a few of those with some uh, uh, tall fescue seeds, mm-hmm. uh, some things like that as well. And also the ones that you should probably also consider. Uh, you coming close to a, a fertilization a recommendation for some of those cool season uh, grasses like tall fescue 
the Bermudas and Georgias are on the downcline, so they are starting to turn brown. So basically, uh, they don't have much to do. You probably have maybe one, maybe one or two more cuttings on some of those until we get our killing frost, which kind of theoretically should be next week. Next week, oh my gosh! <laughs> I think the forecast it, calling for a frost tonight, well, but somewhere yeah. around here. So, but uh, average is cold is around like the twenty third, twenty fourth of, of October. So after next week, to call it cool season grass. Boy, it doesn't seem possible. <laughs> We were in the 90s recently. Know, right? hey, here's a listener who says, can you overseed with rye grass without aerating? That is a good question. The answer to that is yes, you can. And, and that is, I'm glad he asked that question. If you want to kind of rye more of a temporary grass in our area, so if you want to uh, get some uh, green coverage and, and kind of go back in later, uh, I think about overseeding with rye. Mm-hmm. I really think about uh, tall fest, I mean, excuse me, Bermuda or Zorgia. That way when they ask those grasses uh, start to uh, turn, go dormant, and the uh, rye grass come up and give you green coverage, so you have green right. coverage uh, year-round. But uh, yeah, that is a, you can oversee those without uh, um Aerate, but also think about. Uh, now, is it too late to aerate? I mean, aerate's put punching the holes in the ground, and the <laughs> seed goes in there. Yeah, I, 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 we have a um, a bad tendency to uh, aerate uh, and seed. Uh, that's not the real purpose of aeration. Aerate is by the name to aerate the soil for compact soil. Mm-hmm. If I was going to do anything uh, to seed, I would actually uh, recommend deep thatching. Over aeration. What is the difference? Uh, deep thatching is basically you're removing all the dead grass tissue that are laying on, on the uh, soil surface, and you're removing that. So that will help you get great soil to seed contact. Versus aeration is basically punching holes in the ground, and you're basically having a. Uh, and the grass seeds will fall into those holes. You probably won't ever see those come up, really, because really you're going to end up covering, covering them up. Typically, a lot of the grass actually germinate in those plugs you pull up and also in some of that thatch area. So if you have a really bad thatch area, then that's why grasses die off a lot faster because they're growing in thatch and not into the soil. So if I if I'm going to do anything versus one of those two, I would rather people deep thatch and see versus aerate and see. There would be a lot uh, uh, better off or, come, or do both, deep thatch it, aerate and then uh, seed but uh, I really that's one of the big myths people really like to aerate and seed and I wish they would deep thatch and seed uh, so now aerating is good if your your soil is compact compact if if it's had no water and it's hard well, it's clay. If they're not driving out there on it on a regular basis, <laughs> or playing football or basketball out there in their yard or on a regular basis, uh, yeah, it, it is heavy clay compact. But a lot of soils probably really do not need uh, aeration. Uh, that is one of those practices that came from the sports industry and then carried over to uh, the homeowners. And they have uh, fallen in love with it and they promote it a lot. But people really benefit from deep thatching and seeding versus aerating and seeding. Now, if you put down this rye grass, should you wait a little bit before you mow your yard? Because we, we still have growth. Uh, uh, most people do. It depends on the type, whether you have cool season or warm season grass out there. What, should you mow, well, you can mow it. The thing about rye is, uh, is it, like I mentioned, it's a temporary grass. It's going to come up 
three to five days. It has a very uh, high germination rate. Uh, I would probably also uh, seed it kind of thin just because typically in the fall we have a lot more uh, uh, rainy weather a little bit and also that ryegrass holds moisture. And if, if you put it out really thick, it's gonna really have a lot of clumps, and you're gonna see a, you're gonna see it clumps up a lot and real thick. So, it will have a tendency to uh, uh, it's gonna grow. You're gonna be more pretty regularly uh, with that. Okay, so you, you say the ryegrass will grow in about a week. It'll start uh, coming pl- up. Yeah, if you plant it uh, typically uh, and keep it moist three to five days, you should see some <laughs> ryegrass germination. Now, is that germinate. true with other grass? If you put in something else, a cool season or something? Tall fescue, probably if you keep it under the right condition, uh, five to seven days, uh, seven to ten, somewhere around with variety you use. But it, it pretty a week, ten days, it should be uh, germinate under under optimal conditions. Uh, if you if this was in the in the in the uh, late summer, if you're doing Bermuda or Georgia, they have a longer period. They probably be anywhere from <laughs> ten to fourteen days before they germinate. So it depends on. But yeah, rye would be one of those fast germinating uh, 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 grasses. Now we've got some rain coming in later tonight, say ten o'clock or so. And going to rain uh, several hours overnight, as well as uh, some rain on Friday, just a little bit. Uh, w- will that help out, or have we had enough rain to, if you put the grass seeds out, uh, have we had enough rain over the past week or so to do anything? Or do we need to help Mother Nature? <laughs> well, in certain areas, uh, you probably have had enough, but you know how scattered our rains are. You should keep those seeds if you're seeding you want to keep those seeds moist so we really want to like a light rain or light irrigation pretty mm-hmm. much daily unless you straw you may go every other day but really you want to keep them moist so you probably gonna have to help it out to uh, germinate probably be the only exception to that will be that rock seed like i said if you keep those moist three to five days those couple of rains you mentioned i think what the, you said tonight and tonight. tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah yeah, you should be uh, should be sufficient for that ryegrass to actually germinate. Okay, uh, here's another. Question. How much rain we get too? I guess. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I don't know until we get it. I guess. Uh, this person's asking: Is it a good time to plant a fruit tree? They don't say what type of fruit trees. So your yeah. guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, generally, uh, we're going to plant fruit trees in the. Uh, mid to late uh, spring. Oh, okay. Uh, they're probably going to be even more difficult to find now anyway. You probably won't be able to find any. So you want to probably uh, plant those uh, late February uh, time frame, mid-February to mar- early March, no later than mar- early March time frame. And we should be having a program uh, early spring about planting and management of those uh, uh, fruit trees uh, coming out as well with our uh, schedule. So those will be... Uh, so just hold off on those. You won't be able to find any... It'd be very difficult to find some anyway right now. Our phone number, by the way, to talk or text, whichever you prefer, 615-893-1450. Did you get that? 615-893-1450. Anthony Tuggle is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Here we are on the 15th of October and about two more weeks of farmers' markets. Uh, what, what kind of things are you offering at the farmer's market right now? Well, we still have quite a few uh, uh, warm season vegetables. You can get some tomatoes. You can get some peppers. 
at the market. Obviously, now you can get some uh, onions, uh, greens. People love turning greens and uh, things of that nature. So you can get some of those. Uh, potatoes, uh, honey, meats. We have a variety of those out there. So you can get a variety of uh, things still. We're also, uh, this month, like we've done in the past, we have people uh, selling crafts. So they can come out and uh, get some uh, different types of crafts and things at the market. So we've got a variety of things. So the market is uh, full of vendors, and we're all social distancing with our vendors and, and asking people to continue to wear a mask at the market. But uh, they can pretty much find uh, pretty much everything still out there. Peppers uh, still out there as well. So, but things are on the, on the decline. Um, so they can come on out and pick up some good uh, 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 vegetables and meats and honeys, uh, plants and some crafts as well. So we got a variety of things that they can actually still uh, purchase at the market. I'm glad you mentioned the honey because that's uh, something a lot of people are asking about these days. People wanting to <laughs> stay healthy uh, with COVID-19 and everything. The honey is a, a natural way to, to good health from what a lot of people say. Uh, do you have plenty of it uh, around? We do, and uh, don't buy it off before I get some tomorrow. I'm about, I, I want to make sure I stock up for the winter. I always uh, try to get uh, extra uh, this month so I can uh, kind of carry me to the next <laughs> season because I use it every morning in my coffee versus okay. uh, using anything else. I just use it in What, do you use coffee. a teaspoon or more? It depends. Some mornings I, I feel like being a little, one a little sweeter. So yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so those are some things you need to be thinking about these days. How are the bees, by the way? Have they started coming back, uh, uh, or are we still having a problem with uh, bees? Last and I heard uh, in the spring, I think they was kind of had some issues uh, for it lately. I really hadn't had a chance to. Uh, uh, Get a report on those. Obviously, our beekeepers are not are not meeting at this time, so really hadn't had a report. I had people that call about bees. hadn't had. I don't think I had one call uh, this year about a swarm. People needing to get a swarm. So I want to say they probably are not as. Uh, uh, they're they're hibernating they, like yeah. everybody else is. <laughs> they avoiding the, avoiding the things too, I guess. Over the past week or so, have there been any particular issues? that have come up several times at the Ag Center, people calling in with questions about certain things? Well, this week, uh, I guess some of the biggest calls have been uh, mostly about uh, uh, composting a little bit. Soil testing has been, uh, is, people have been uh, really calling about soil testing. And uh, typically, it is a good time to go ahead and soil test. Uh, kind of how we, we are doing soil testing, a little different. Uh, Instead of us collecting those samples and uh, taking them to the lab, uh, we have instructions as well as the box outside of our office in a bin where people can actually come by and uh, pick those up and mail them to the lab that, uh, themselves. So the lab, they want people to mail those directly to them. There's also instructions on there to how to, uh, 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 how to pay for that as well. And it's $15 per sample. So that's kind of, the, the lab have kind of, as well as everybody's kind of, obviously we're all changing the way things are being done during this time. But yeah, right now it's a, a soil test uh, time. Uh, what you really want to do is kind of go around your yard or, or landscape area, go down by six inches, take about 15 to 20 uh, little small samples and mix that together, and there'll be a representative sample of your uh, uh, tested area and they'll put it in a box and mail it off to the lab, uh, and they'll be analyze that. So we've been getting calls on how to read those reports as well. 
So feel free, once you get those back and you don't understand those, feel free to call us and we'll be glad to kind of go over that report with you. But uh, that's been pretty the biggest thing dealing with soil samples this week. Well, now, I noticed that uh, the state has issued a notice about the Tennessee emerald ash borer and has quarantined uh, the bulk of the state. And Rutherford County is in that quarantine area, Middle Tennessee all the way over to East Tennessee, the entire area. Uh, what what kind of problems is this emerald ash borer doing? And we've heard about him in the past, so he's been migrating this way all along. They are pretty much devastating uh, uh, forests and trees. So they are basically uh, going in and killing on different trees and things of that nature. Uh and it's kind of destroying the uh, forestry area. Uh, area. They kind of a uh, bigger, kind of reminds me a little bit of, but he's a bigger insect and obviously more dangerous than the uh, uh, Japanese beetle. But he do have that metallic green mm-hmm. color, and we have um, <clears throat> had some sightings of some of those in the count. In, in not, I think we may have had one in the county. I know there have been some in Warren, Gr- uh, Grundy, and Cannon County around, but. Is there uh, anything we can do? Because, I mean, <laughs> like you say, if you've been up to the Smokies, there are usually a lot of beautiful trees up there. But for the past several years, the Smoky Mountains have been uh, a lot of dead trees out there, and trees with no no leaves or anything out there. And it it's sad to look over that landscape that was beautiful and see all those dead trees. And it's it's covering the whole state now. Yeah, the biggest issue that caused a lot of that is basically is uh, man-made from moving uh, damaged trees that had uh, boards in them. That's one of the things we've been promoting for years, not to move firewood from one area to the next. So that is, uh, and you probably see those bumper stickers or signs around. And uh, If not, we can get you, get you some to put on your car or whatever. <laughs> we have some at the office. Too late for a lot of folks <laughs> <I> already. <laughs> But, yeah, we are in that uh, uh, federal quarantine area for us, uh, uh, things of that nature. So, really, they recommend, I know people don't like to, uh, uh, when they're traveling or camping or doing things, to buy firewood and things of that nature. But that's kind of one of the things that kind of spread that from moving firewood and wood. And because they those insects will uh, hitchhike a ride on anything. So, basically, by doing that... Uh, but if you think you have those, just give us a call and we kind of analyze those and then we'll let the Tennessee Department of, of, of Ag know about that. But Is it pretty obvious when you have them? I mean, do they defoliate your trees and it's you suddenly you just see a bunch of dead trees out in the yard? You will see some dead trees. They will kind of go in. They are uh, 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 will kind of kill the trees. And that's, there is a really kind of hard to, to kind of describe the uh, symptom, but I mean... We see dead. I hate to say that we see we see a lot of dead trees uh, at the ag center or trees that are dying. <laughs> they don't bring you the good ones. <laughs> no, they don't bring good samples to us. So we really kind of uh, uh, kind of have to look at the. They kind of do some damage, like other boar insects, and cause some damage and tunneling and things in there, because they are a boar insect that kind of bore into the tree and cause those damage. But we'll be glad to kind of help identify those issues and cause problems. But if you just search Emma Ashbore on, on online, you can get a ton of information. Because some of the first signs are, are very similar to a lot of other insect and disease problems. Uh, 
thin foliage, uh, limbs and branches starting to die back, uh, things of that nature. So, no, but that can be, you don't have to, you see that. I hear people say, well, I got an rash board. It could be, it could be a, a root, the plant could be just uh, overwatered and less water, yeah. they're girdling themselves. It could be any issues that are causing the same symptom. So it doesn't have to be <clears> the bug. It don't. So I don't want people just because they treat, see certain symptoms, they think that's what they have. But I would really, uh, if you're just, I mean, it's a good idea for people to kind of be uh, informed. I would just go search MM Ashbore. I mean, it's going to come up. Uh, I think they they have a kind of a nationwide site uh, hmm. for MM Ashbore. That's how bad they are and kind of see what the damage they've caused uh, in the eastern part of the United States and things of that nature. Emerald Ash Borer. Uh, yeah, like emerald, like the uh, like a stone emerald, ash, like uh, burns wood, borer, uh, and you they even simply you can put E A B, yeah, and then uh, find out about those. Check out uh, the emerald ash borer. When we come back, we got some more text messages to answer. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. Anthony Tuggle is with us this morning. And if you have a question, Anthony can find the answer for you. He probably has it already. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. October is Car Care Awareness Month, and First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna wants to give you 10% off for your fall tune up. So stop by and make sure that heat is blowing hot and your air conditioning is not. That's 10% off for your fall tune up at First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. I wanted to go ahead and invite your family to come do business with my family. We are excited to announce that our fall fragrance pet odor exterminating candles are here. If you have not experienced these, you should stop in and check them out. We are open for in-store shopping and also happy to offer curbside delivery if that's your preference. Thank you to our customers for allowing us to serve you for 30 years. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Good morning. Traffic's been in pretty good shape for the most part out here, even though it's heavy on 24 eastbound. You're coming past 840. All this traffic coming in from Coffee County into Rutherford County. Stop and go out here. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Busy up and down. Memorial here up by the airport. Check out the all-new Andre Chicken Sandwich now. Available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike over in Nashville. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro. We see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-70s. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, chance for rain showers alone near 46. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. We want to help you and our staff stay healthy and safe. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. And that's why we're here encouraging the use of digital products in our drive-up windows. First National Bank of Murfreesboro at 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family. 
Member FDIC. We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Hey, welcome back. Having a party here this morning. Why don't you join us? Call your friends and tell them to tune in. We're talking lawns and gardens. Anthony Tuggles with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Want to say congratulations to Ron Summers. Ron is our WGNS good neighbor of the day, and Ron receives flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family over there, Ryan Flower, coffee and gifts. Congratulations, Ron Summers. The person who nominated him said he has a, a real skill for outstanding photography, and that makes so many people happy. Ron Summers, our good neighbor of the day today. And our birthday winner, who gets their choice of goodies from Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe, the good neighbor birthday winner is Donald Bush. Donald Bush. Happy birthday to you. Our phone number again, 615-893-1450. This listener uh, writes and asks, they said, I had my car cleaned for the first time in several months and well, it's a long time because it, I guess we haven't had any rain to get away with it. And they uh, parked it in the driveway and said that you know where we're going, don't you? They said that their clean car suddenly had icky spots all over it. What is it? Is it a bird? Is what is that? And I've seen that icky stuff too. Yeah, those are those uh, little aphids. You know, pretty much. Um, it kind of feeds and they secrete uh, this honey, honeydew, honeydew type material basically as they feed. Unfortunately, it's nothing we we can do at this time. If you have that issue, uh, 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 they may real pop on, on hackberries and some of those other things. Hackberry, what, what a hackberry aphids, what they, I think, what the name is for most common ones. We see a lot of. Uh, unfortunately, and at this time of the year, with the trees losing their leaves and things of that nature. No treatment I would recommend would be for it. But early spring, uh, next year, at before new foliage come back out, I will use a systemic type insecticide like a, a mipochlorid. And basically that will uh, kind of translocate through the tree. And as those insects feed on those trees, then there will be a, a cure off. You won't... Uh, so. Not saying you won't have the issue again next year, but uh, if you do that for a couple of years, you will really reduce the population of those in those trees and you kind of uh, decline on those. But unfortunately, this time of year, uh, you won't. There's not a whole lot you can do. It uh, just try to avoid from parking under those trees at this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. They are very difficult to uh, clean vehicles. They get on lawn furniture, whatever the case be. So whatever's under those trees, it causes those issues with that. Uh, good. Bleach, power wash if it's on some of your lawn furniture and things. So that never, if, if, if we can approach bleach, but uh, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do at this time to kind of control. Though. If it's a small, little smaller tree, you may can use a permethrin type insecticide if it still have foliage on it to can't control it, or either some other type of. But I really like the systemic insecticide to be uh, treated on those. What kind spring. of tree is that? What, what? Probably a hackberry. Because uh, typically one of the most common ones are wooded hackberry aphids. They kind of, uh, uh, but there are other little small aphids, and they kind of go by the, that feeds on them and ready to secrete that uh, honeydew type material. Okay, so uh, 
would they be better? I mean, is that one of the trees we don't need to 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 have around, or is it? Uh, what was it? <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with the uh, uh, tree itself. I mean, we have a lot. So oh, yes, you had a clean car. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, if you can kind of treat those early in the spring with systemic insecticides, kind of reduce that population of the wood and hackberry aphids uh, uh, in the spring, then it should be fine. Uh, yeah, the hackberry tree don't have a whole lot of issues except for that. They, they're some harder trees, and they're all over the place. So just kind of have to... Uh, treat for them or either I mean they won't actually kill the tree they just make a mess underneath of them (laughs) (laughs) here's a listener who's (laughs) saying that they've recently moved into their house they did that this summer and it was brand new didn't have a whole lot of bushes trees or anything Uh, can they start putting in uh, some some uh, shrubbery and things of that sort and what what suggestions do you have for that yes it is a great uh, time to start planting some of those. We, you would like to plant those October, November time frame. Uh, forest, oh man, there are so many <laughs> different plants. Uh, I kind of like to, uh, if we do it, kind of think about what plant to use. I, there are so many out there. Uh, some I probably would stay away from would be <laughs> Arborvitae, or, uh, Leland Cypress, and some of those things like that. Uh, I was probably stay away from those and look for things like hollies. I'm a big fan of hollies, um, different types of crepe myrtles, whether they're the dwarf crepe myrtles or uh, the uh, tree or shrub type crepe myrtle. Uh, uh, oh, man, I don't know where to start it. There, I mean, there are tons of plants. Uh, if you can kind of uh, give me an idea what more you're interested in, I mean, I don't know, kind of hard Tulip poplar is a really good tree. I, I'm not sure where she needs some foundation plants or something right around their home, but I don't know. We have publications that list a lot of different plants. We have several publications. I actually, a couple I want to kind of mention a little bit is plant the right plant in the right location so you kind of know the size of the plant that you're planting so you won't plant it too close to your home. Oh, yeah. Find uh, that out. And also Definitely. whether you got power lines running through above, you want to make sure it don't grow too high. You want, you want to get that the electric company to come in and do that uh, creative landscape and pruning on your plant. <laughs> so you really, I don't, it's kind of hard to kind of say which plants you want because you want them to kind of be uh, uh, aesthetically uh, uh, uh matching your home and things like that so and pin on one thing too that uh, no matter whether it's a bush a tree flowers whatever find out when you before you plant it uh, not only how big does it get so you'll know how far away from the house to put it but does it need sunshine or does it do well in the shade because whatever it is uh, you don't want to do the opposite yeah, and that you mentioned that, that's very important because some plants, if they are the flowering type plants, they need more sun and where is the sun coming in and how much sun is going to get. So, you really kind of look at your house, look at your home, and kind of dictate the um, shade patterns, sun patterns, and see how much sun is leading. We kind of talk about what, what plants to put where. Uh, and we have publications that talks about native plants as well, which are a lot of plants we have, uh, whether they're trees. Uh, I mean, I like maple trees. There are a lot of different, some of those um, cedars. They said we can get some cedars. I'll stay away from the, some of the pine. I'll stay away from all the pine trees again. Uh, well, what, why is that? 
Boy, they're just some of those plants that cause a lot of issues. Like Leland Cypress, they get a lot of issues, a lot of problems. They start to uh, they real susceptible to some of the boards and things like that. So I tell people, really, just step back to the white pine for sure. Stay away from and some of those. And that's big Mississippi, isn't it? which is where you're from. <laughs> so uh, you see a lot of those. Well, we see a lot of them in here as well. We, I mean, they're destroying uh, East Tennessee, where it's destroying, uh, I can't think of the name of the boar, um, but they're destroying trees all over the country. Kind of, they can't have their way before the emerald bore, mm-hmm. killing mm-hmm. things like that. So, I mean, some they can, but they can look for some substitute like oaks and things of that nature. Uh, so, some of those different types of plants you kind of want to stay away from and look for different types of things like that. So, it kind of, so I asked him this kind of open question. I can't really answer it. I right. probably can't okay. get her a diff- good answer, but if she called us at a six one five eight nine eight. 7710, we can ask these questions, kind of give her more of a line on what to look for and kind of talk about some of the things she uh, like. She said she just moved here. We'll probably yeah. get some same some of the same plants wherever she came from. Will probably be suitable if she likes some of those or she dislikes some of those. <laughs> <laughs> so we can... Uh, Here's another question uh, uh, from a listener who recently... We've got a lot of people who's recently moved here. Here's another one, and they have tried to learn more about Tennessee and they look at our state flower, the iris, and the tulip poplar tree, and things of that sort. Uh, you've mentioned the tulip poplar tree. This lady's wanting to plant iris. Uh, is this a good time to plant iris? And if you, uh, you know, are going to do that, where are you going to get them? <laughs> well, uh, usually we like to plant those, and you can plant those now. Uh, uh, I, bulbs are one of those plants. You know, we do have a planting season for bulbs. Uh, but I think bulbs, and from my experience, bulbs can be pretty much planted uh, pretty much any time, really. Um, more and more I see that. With it, by planting them at different times or planting them uh, kind of early or late, it kind of it will kind of, the first for the first couple of years, it will kind of mess with the flowering season. The biggest thing is you plant them now, you don't want to plant them no more than two times the uh, depth, the size of the bulb. So, yeah, I wouldn't be a, a problem to go ahead and, and, and plant those. One thing time. about the iris, too, uh, there's such a variety of colors. I mean, from yellows, white, orchid colors, uh, black, uh, just you name it, they have it. But how do you know which color you're going to get <laughs> until it gets here? <laughs> uh, boy, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but they are gorgeous. Uh, I would basically say usually the description on those things are, are pretty accurate, uh, but I would basically just, just plant a variety of them. Like you said, they will flower uh, uh, year-round. Not year-round, but they will flower a lot of different varieties mm-hmm. and colors throughout the time. So I wouldn't be afraid to just – I like a mix. Uh, before we kind of did some rearranging at our office, we had a demonst- our iris demonstration bed, and people came through and picked them up. <laughs> and cut them and looked at them all the time. I mean, we just had a variety yeah. mixed in of different bulbs that are out there. And then we are. Uh, have you noticed that sometimes you'll have one color one season and then a while down the road that color will change somehow? Uh, a different color will come in. No, I see more of that uh, kind of with the um, hydrangeas more mm-hmm. than I did with the iris. Now, these are beautiful flowers, man. So, and I'll have to say. Uh, I'm not a, a person with a green thumb. My wife has more of a green <laughs> thumb, but uh, she's not the, the you know the gardener that uh, 
everybody talks about. But we have good luck with iris, which means they're pretty hardy plants. And they grow pretty well. So if bark can't kill them, make some good plants. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they bark, bark approved. <laughs> so that's going to be our new thing. They bark approved plants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always a surprise to see the color. A big thing around here, come summertime, spring and summer, uh, be listening a lot to the radio and listen for news about the Mid-State Iris Association, a very active group here in Rutherford County. So learn more about that. They have a plant swap and all that. Didn't have much of that this year, but we didn't do much of anything this year so far. You mentioned plant change and color, and I mentioned the uh, hydrangea. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I planted a limelight hydrangea. I don't know. Now, are they pretty hardy? Are they easy? They are. They're pretty hardy. And that's a good plant for the person who called me about a plant. Okay. (laughs) And they've been lime green uh, forever. This year they came out. They was kind of pink and green. So uh-huh. they actually uh, changed, changed colors. It came out lime green, and they went switched over to a pink and green color. So I thought that was interesting. Now, can plant. we plant those now? This is we, we're in our we're in a good time to go yeah. ahead and start planting. This is probably our ideal time. November may be an ideal yeah. time, but we're, I'm gonna say this is our ideal time now because our weather patterns are so great to go ahead and put in our uh, uh, trees and shrubs and oh, uh, ornamental wow. grasses. And that's another plant. Different ornamental grass will be good in your landscape as well. So more I talk, more plants kind of come to mind that I can we'll recommend. Keep you busy. <laughs> but and, uh, uh, can you get some of these at the farmers market? We do have a couple of vendors that it, that has a uh, landscape have plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can think of two. We may have three that that are still coming to the market. But yeah, they can buy. I mean, some decorative plants, mums, and things at the market as well. But yeah, we do have uh, vendors that actually sell plants. Uh, but when the market is not open, like I said, we open to the end of uh, uh, October. October yeah. Our local nurseries here do a great job, uh, and they're very uh, knowledgeable and they're really good to work with. Uh, so I would visit some of our. I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I visit some of our local nursery versus some of the box stores. Um, mm-hmm. One, they are local, <laughs> for one. So I visit, I visit with them, and they are pretty knowledgeable and very easy to work with. And they are real knowledgeable about plants versus some of our box stores. They basically uh, selling diff- a lot of different things. Comes in on a truck, and they unload it and sell it. Yeah. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're going to pause for a moment, check on the traffic and weather. And we'll be right back. Anthony Tuggles with us. We'll be in the final segment of the show. So if you have a question, don't wait any time. I mean, uh, because the show will be over and you'll be thinking, oh, I wish I'd found that answer. Stay with us. Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Holden Hardware is now carrying American-made cast iron cookware. This type of cookware has been handed down through generations of families. Many of us have fond memories of watching our mothers and grandmothers use cast iron pans to cook cornbread or a cast iron skillet to fry country ham or chicken. People use cast iron Dutch ovens to cook cobblers. This is Raleigh Holden Jr. Come by Holden Hardware and see our selection of American-made cast iron cookware. Come downtown to Holden Hardware and get your cast iron cookware. October is Car Care Awareness Month, and First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna wants to give you 10% off for your fall tune-up. So stop by and make sure that heat is blowing hot and your air conditioning is not. That's 10% off for your fall tune-up at First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. 
As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your clothing, gift, pets, any needs that you have for your lawn or garden, and also don't forget anything you need for your farm. Please come visit us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Where are you located? 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Do you have to be a member to shop here? You don't have to be a member with us to shop. The Co-op Farm and Home Center on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Good morning. Traffic's been in pretty good shape for the most part out here, even though it's heavy on 24 eastbound. You're coming past 840. All this traffic coming in from Coffee County into Rutherford County. Stop and go out here. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Busy up and down. Memorial here up by the airport. Check out the all-new Andre Chicken Sandwich now. Available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike over in Nashville. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Good morning, Travis. See mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-70s. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, chance for rain showers alone near 46. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. WGNS talks about all things local. It's Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Hey, the party continues about five or six more minutes. So if you have a question, 615-893-1450. Anthony Tuggle is with us. Anthony, here's another text here. The person says, what month do you sow additional Bermuda grass? Is it too late to do that this year? And can you mix it with rye? (laughs) Bermuda and rye. Hmm. What about that? Well... That's kind of a if you got Bermuda, I probably wouldn't seed any extra. Uh I probably would basically uh cut or that'll be a good opportunity to kinda of deep that your Bermuda and basically kinda of, uh uh um if you're trying to get in some areas you don't have it, kinda of deep that you're gonna get a lot of little clippings come on that deep thatcher. Mm-hmm. And basically you kinda of, in the area you're putting them in, just kinda of lightly till it up and put them out in water. That would be your Similar to it, you'd be sprigging it, uh, so to say. But if you sprigging it, what is that? <laughs> it just basically is some rhizome cuttings, and basically you can, you know, usually that's how they usually do sports fields. They uh-huh. sprig it. So basically, you're creating your own sprigs, and you can basically kind of water it and keep it, and they'll gradually catch on and germinate. But if you just got some areas that are right around where the Bermuda is, and you want to, for those to spread out, I will actually just uh, fertilize it. Uh, semi-heavily regularly with uh, some nitrogen-based fertilizer. It'll actually spread and take over that area as well. So if you already got it out, I wouldn't worry about seeding. If you're trying to start uh, from new and don't have any out, 
an hour late April, May time frame, be time to go to do that. But sound like they already have it, and they just kind of want to spread out in some different areas. So one of those other first two methods I mentioned, either dethatch it or even cut it, and kind of spread it out there, and then and, and let it take off, or either heavy fertilization of nitrogen in the spread and take over in, in, in no time. Okay, here's a person who says, I've lived in Tennessee all my life, and the wintertime is sort of gloomy. <laughs> yep, yep, it is. Uh, Let's, go to Hawaii. <laughs> Let's go to Hawaii. <laughs> they're wanting to add some color. Uh, and, and what about planting <clears throat> plants that would be colorful for winter? Whoa. Can you do that now? <laughs> or should you do that now? Wow, I'm trying to think a colorful winter. Uh, was it a peony? Is that, uh, aren't those... Flowers are are pretty colorful. Yeah, but, yeah, but I don't, most of them, if we start having some major colorful, I don't know what's really colorful in the winter time. Yeah, got to be plastic flowers. <laughs> I'm gonna have to research that one. I, you can stump me on that on, on that one. I, I really can't think of anything now. Uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, <laughs> what should we be doing with our gardens right now? We're at the Coming to the end of, I guess we're coming to the end of the season. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, basically, uh, removing a lot of the big uh, debris and things of that area from your garden, uh, and basically, and turning it over, working it, working this up. The little stuff, the, the, some of the little small stuff you have in there, you can kind of long as uh, kind of till it into your soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, even the leaves, you got leaves that are coming o- off your tree. Till those into your uh, soil. And basically what you're doing is adding organic matter uh, to your soil, which is going to help you uh, in the future. Uh, the more organic matter you have in it, your soil, uh, your soil actually holds moisture better so it won't dry as bad. And also you uh, continue to do that. You eliminate a lot of your weed seeds and things of that nature. So you're de- decreasing weeds. So you're really improving your soil structure. You're going to start seeing uh, worms and different things like that uh, kind of move into those areas. So yeah. Just kind of move all the, remove all the big stuff and the little stuff. Just kind of till it in there uh, into your soil. And uh, you, you start noticing over time how, how greatly your soil have been improved with uh, some of those things. If you've removed everything from it, uh, a cover crop, uh, some things like that. We mentioned we talked about rye and some clover something earlier. We only talked about clover, but we can actually plant some of those in there and then till those under in the uh, spring. And that way you'll be uh, adding uh, some more benefit to your uh, 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 garden site. Here's so. another text. I'm, I'm not familiar with this plant. The person says, I have a rooster cone plant in a pot. Can I plant it outside and when? Rooster cone plant. Are you familiar with that one? No. I'm, I'm not either. Uh, he's checking his computer, though, to see it may have another name to it. Uh, so, rooster cone plant. So, interesting name, colorful name. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Um, it, it's not giving me a, you know, plan. It that. won't even find. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you know another name, something it's uh, called, uh, text us back, and we'll try to find out for you. Uh, but we can't find anything about a rooster cone plant. Uh, got about a minute and a half, two minutes left in the broadcast this morning. Uh, can once again uh, the ag center the farmers market coming up tomorrow morning it is come out from as seven I forget the time seven and twelve 
and uh, we, like I said, we still have uh, plenty of vegetables for people to, to uh, purchase. We have plants. We talked a lot about uh, landscape plants. Uh, talked about honey. We got those. We got crafts, different types of crafts and things of that nature at the market. So feel free to uh, come out, shop, uh, and things of like of that, uh, and visit with uh, some of our farmers. Again, we're going. We, we are still requiring people to wear a mask. Just because we have food and other things there to be safe and kind of, um, and also our numbers kind of creeping back up a little bit. So we want to really be safe at the market. So we do require masks at the market. We do have some masks to give out if you uh, unfortunately don't have one. If you have some type of illness or something, you can't wear a mask. We do have some shields and things like that. So some type of face covering, not only masks, some kind okay. of face covering. We've heard back from that person. I've heard from another one too. Uh, the person is sending us another name, a cock comb cock comb and then somebody else said they may be referring to the cans c-a-n-n-e-s so that's a bulb plant if it's that one then i'm familiar it can be yeah it can be planted outside uh it should have a bulb on the body some bulb type plant so it should be planted outside that's what we're thinking about uh and i wouldn't have a problem Obviously, the foliage is going to die back on when you plant mm-hmm. it outside, but it should come back pretty, pretty well. Anthony year. Tuggle from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We filled this one up. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. Thank Have you a both. great day.